Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing the Taiwanese BL drama series, The Theory of Love. I am going to do an episode-by-episode review, but this is just kind of an overview of the entire series. I binge-watched this yesterday, kind of was having a bit of a hard day not going into that, but just saying, and I kind of needed something that would take my mind off of stuff. So I started this in the mid-afternoon and finished it in 3 in the morning, and I don't normally do that, but you know, when you can't sleep and you're having a little trouble, it kind of helps to watch something. So anyway, I was binge-watching this episode, this series, and I really think it was kind of timely for me because it, it dealt with a lot of issues that I was going through, not at a romantic level, but just personally with some stuff I'm dealing with. So anyway, but it follows the life of these four guys in college, and this is not a show for kids, okay? There is some sexual innuendo. Most kids probably aren't going to catch the sexual innuendo. I'm not trying to be weird, but you know, it, you as an adult make a decision with your kitties. So anyway, um, it follows the life of four guys who call themselves the gangsters. And <laughs> They are really just a bunch of doofballs. Um, they don't really have a clue about how to handle themselves. They're in their, like their third year of college. And um, the thing I think is important about the good shows at RBL is I think that the reason I like them is um, I'm I'm not really into um, American BLs or um, Chinese BLs or anything like that. And I don't get the whole fangirl BL thing. I do find it interesting, though, if you like um, Vicky Rukatan reading about the BLs. I think the women, reason that women who are, I'm not trying to read, straight women who are very intelligent like BLs is probably because... I have thought about this a great deal because I was dealing with some stuff with an ESL student who was asking me what I thought about BL, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you please explain what BL is? So he was explaining it. And I think the reason that women do like them who are straight and intelligent is because they deal with problems that you don't really see resolved in most, like, rom-coms. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here. I really do hate most rom-coms. The reason being is because people are attracted to each other for really stupid reasons like, oh, that woman looks nice or, oh, that guy is handsome. And that really is not what you need to be building a life relationship on. I'm, I'm just pointing that fact out here. So, I mean, you know, the thing I think is interesting about most BLs is the ones that are good and not like really stupid with terrible sound effects. I don't mean that bad, but that's a really big problem with a lot of Taiwanese BL movies. I'm just going to be honest there. But I think the thing that I find that is interesting about them is that they deal with um, the fact that, you know, it's not really about that component so much as are they good conversationalists? What are the characteristics in that person that are decent? And that is what attracts the people to one another. And I think that that is why I think that they're more interesting. The other thing I like about them is it's not really about this kind of fly-by-night fling. It's more about can we build a relationship, which I don't know why we're not seeing that in more like rom-coms. But with the rom-coms, it's like we have this ending scene where we're supposed to believe everything works out okay, and we're going okay, we don't really have commitment, we just happen to meet, and and I'm just going, you know, that's not really what you build a relationship on, and the BL movies that I'm seeing from Thailand that are good, which, you know, I've mentioned in this podcast before, the thing I like about them is the people are 
ending up with somebody because they are good conversations. They share common goals and interests. And they are planning for the long haul. I mean, it's not like they're sitting there going, you know, we're just going to stay together for, you know, a month or so and then that's it. And I think that's why I kind of like the BLs. The other thing is it deals with kids who have been um, sexually abused trying to deal with that as an adult and figure out how to handle just basically breathing and dealing with PTSD and that issue and can they trust another person in their life because that's a lot for somebody else to have to handle in addition to yourself I'm just saying so I'm just saying that's I think why I like the Taiwanese BL dramas I have watched a little bit of the Chinese ones not impressed at all mainly because the ones that I'm seeing come from China are just about really self-absorbed selfish people I mean I would love to see an uh, one that isn't that way. So if anyone who's listening to this has seen one that's not that way, I would really enjoy the link or description. Um, you can send me an email at um, check it slash roundtable at gmail.com and we will look into that and do that. So anyway, but I think that the reason I like them is because of that, because also a lot of them involve engineers and people that are in college for um, degrees that are intellectually stimulating and they have the ability to think which I don't mean it with the, the the girl options that are in these show are kind of I'm not talking about like the girl options in most colleges that the guys could be going with they're not very intellectually smart I mean the guys aren't dating them because they're gonna be um, the mothers of brilliant children they're dating them for reasons that we can all guess okay I'm just saying so you know I think that that is the crux of why a lot of women like BL is because it's not about and I mean you have the thing the two guys I'm going it's not because of that it's because they have the same common interest they're just two people so you know that's I think why it is so popular for a lot of women now you do have the whole fangirl thing which again the women that like it as fangirls don't really fit the women that like it and leave the very lengthy and intelligent reviews, I'm just saying. So if you're on Vicky Rukatan, read the reviews that come with the BL and you'll find them quite interesting. So, but this this series, The Theory of Love, the thing I liked about it is, again, it had minimal sound effects. You did have some stupidity because you're dealing with four guys who are in their third year of college. And I'm sorry, but guys in their third year of college can be really, really um, stupid at times. Um, they think that they're ladies' men. They're trying to figure out their lives. And um, I think that the thing I liked about this was um, there's a character named Two. Um, he's kind of, I think he's my favorite because the thing I liked about him is he's just kind of like, he makes really stupid decisions when it comes to, he likes to basically not really date the women that he um, has as models for his photography shoots. Um, just kind of have like one night stands, that kind of thing. I'm going to, you, you really could do better. So anyway, but the thing I liked about too is he took and he would, he's really good at being a good friend. I mean, that's not a very common thing in, in any kind of show. But the thing I liked about him is he walks in, it's two, it's third, it's, um, Kai, and then another dude, um, Bone. And Bone, I really, we're just going to leave Bone to the side here, because Bone is just kind of annoying to me, so I'm not trying to be bad here. Um, but the thing I did like was all the actors were really good at acting, um, but Bone um, 2 walks in on his friend 3rd, and what he didn't know was 3rd third, third really kind of thinks like I do. That's the other thing. A lot of these BL shows 
the guys have minds that you can actually follow, which I'm not sure I'm going, as a high-functioning autistic, I'm going, I really get where they're coming from with their brain processes and how they react to problems. I mean, you know, it's not like, I'm not sure, it's not like the um, rom-coms where the women are being emotional and going, eh, and the guys are going, what do I do with this? And I'm sitting there going, I, I kind of get the guys going, what do you do with this? Because I'm not really good at handling uh, female emotion and all that stuff even though I am female. I'm just saying, I think it's the high-functioning autism. But, yeah. So, anyway, I'm just moving on here. So, third has been liking this guy named Kai, who is his best friend for since the day he ended up in the school. So, since the day he started college, he's liked Kai. But he's always been completely freaked out to tell Kai because Kai, number one, is a player who always has a girlfriend, not the same one for very long. And then also, too, because Kai has said he would never date someone who is in the same faculty as he is or who is a friend of his. So it's kind of like, third's like, well, I may like him, but there's really no point in me saying anything because I don't have a chance. And logically speaking, I kind of get his point. Plus, I'm really not sure why he likes Kai. I mean, he's funny. Um, at the end of the show, you're going, you know, it's kind of like Tom Paris and Voyager. I think he did turn it around. But... Um, Third is bawling in his apartment because um, Kai has done something again that is just really, really annoying, especially if you cared for Kai. And so third walks in and sees, uh, sorry, two walks in and sees third feeling bad, ripping up pictures of Kai. And he goes, do you care for Kai? And he says, yep. And he says, okay. He says, how long have you cared for Kai? He goes, uh, three years. And he says, and you probably weren't going to tell anybody unless I happened to walk in and see you ripping up pictures. And he goes, yep. And he says, okay, well, we need to work on this because, you know, if you do like him, then maybe you should say something. And he goes, what's the point? And so um, two basically helps him try to orchestrate um, telling Kai that, um, third, telling Kai that he likes him. It does not go well. Um, Kai is a really dense fellow too, so you know I'm not trying, I'm not really quite sure why um, Third liked him because also he was extremely dense. But they did have camaraderie. They'd been to around each other for three years. They were comfortable with each other, and also they were both in the same major and had the same interests. And it was a hilarious scene where they did movie reviews together. And he's always in the background doing something insanely stupid, and it is kind of funny to watch that. Um, but also, I think the thing is, is that Kai kind of brought Third out of his shell, because Third is a very insular person, is kind of detrimental to himself, no offense, um, even if he didn't like Kai. It's just, he's really, really insular. The other thing is, Third is, again, I think this is an admirable quality. Um, he is the only one really known. He never goes out on dates. He never, he turns down every woman he talks to because he's like, I really only like one person, and I'm not going to be messing around with any other people because that is the person I like. Even if that is not going to work out, that is the person I like. And I'm going, you know, that really does save a lot of problems in some respects because you don't have the baggage of the ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex, yeah. And then, um, but you also have the fact that, you know, Dealing with something that you know you never can probably attain, it probably isn't healthy either. But anyway, so 
third goes through this trying to figure out how to tell Kai that he likes him. He really does do this cute thing with this um, board. I've never seen most of the American films that were talked about in this um, series. It basically had an American film for each episode is what the name of the episode was. These are all free on YouTube. You can watch them. Um, with English subtitles. I'll drop the links in the description here. But the um, funny thing was is he did one, I think, from Love Actually, which I've never seen, but he used a placard and said how he really liked him with, like, silent dropping it, and then, I really like you, and da-da-da-da. And poor Kai thought he was trying to give him an idea for how to get back together with his girlfriend, who his girlfriend was... I mean, Kai could really pick them, so... You know, I'm just saying. So anyway, um, Third ends up moving in with Kai to try to um, be closer to him and figure out a way to tell him he likes him. Not in a weird or inappropriate way. They have separate rooms and all that. But um, that was funny because I'm going, you know, you can really know you could handle being around someone if you can roommate with them for a while. I've always thought that. I'm going, you know, I'm not really sure why, but I'm going, people act differently when they're roommates than they would if they're, you know, taking you at a nice dinner. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's like the scene in the movie Alex and Emma, which I did not like that entire movie, but at some point, everybody, and I do mean everybody, has to do laundry. And that's kind of what the roommate thing is. Um, um, third helps him pick out dishes and cups because um, Kai does not have dishes or cups. He just doesn't see the point of that. So third helps him basically retrofit his entire house. He cooks him dinner. He does end up having a breakdown because Kai keeps bringing girls over and telling him to stay out at nights. And he's like running on the streets or staying at places. And it's like, Kai is a really selfish, I'm not going to use the word, but you can imagine it. And so I'm, you know, you're going, I really wish Third could have ended up with someone who was a little more thoughtful from the get-go. But um, the story progresses. Third does move out into Two's apartment. And Two kind of just, you know, I like Two because Two is there for people. I mean, he might not have the solution. He might just be there to go, You've got a problem, but I'm here for you. And that is what I think is Two's redeeming quality. Even though he is kind of a a jerk and has a really bad taste in women and how he decides to try to flirt with them. But the one good thing about him is if there is a problem with his friend, he's going to do his best to be there for him. I'm not very familiar with this actor. I do know he is the one from Love Six Season 1 and 2 and also from the series Reminders. Um, for some reason, it gives him a really weird haircut in shows. I'm not sure why. I mean, in Love Six Season 1, it was okay. In Love Six Season 2, and then Reminders, and then also this series, they give him a really strange haircut. I don't know. Maybe it's a Taiwanese thing. It's kind of like in Korea. They never seem to get the acting guy's bangs is right. I'm just saying. You can always tell a Korean film from the bangs the guy has. I don't mean it bad. So, anyway... And the ones in Pinocchio are okay, like, um, that bang that the lead character has there looks like a normal, but I understand the rest of them, not really. But moving on from bangs and haircuts and all that, so he's in the, um, so third ends up moving in with two. Two is having a problem because he likes her when he's had a crush on since high school. He takes a picture of her. She breaks up with her boyfriend. Um, not a not a risque picture, but a very nice picture. And her boyfriend gets jealous and then wants to break up with her. Then Two decides to swoop in since he's always wanted to date this one he's had a crush on. The problem is, is I think that the main thing is 
is that the characters don't really settle on who they want. I mean, Third is the only one that I'm going, he made a decision, he liked Kai, and then he went with that decision, come hell or high water, knowing that it probably would end in failure, but he's not going to change his mind and go with other people. The thing about Two's decision is he had an idea of what he wanted, and then he went after it, and it's like, you don't go after ideas, you go after specific people. I mean, if you're going to go after anything. So anyway... Um, two is having a problem because he's going after this girl who was with another guy and that's not going real well. Also, I think deep down, two knows that he's making a decision based on an idea deal rather than on actuality and that that's a very dangerous thing to do in any relationship. So with that, um, he's dealing with that. He's also trying to take care of third the best he can. Bone's kind of in there. I don't mean it bad. Bone's just bone. He's kind of an extra. He's flirting with a woman at the coffee shop he works in because he thinks she's attractive rather than going to school like he should be. So he's flunking his classes and he's getting ready to graduate. So this is a really bad decision on Bone's part. So after this progresses a little bit, they're doing their studies, etc., or not doing their studies, etc. You find out as it progresses, there's this other character called Piun, I'm thinking I'm saying that right, who you find out is actually, he is like a senior to um, Two Wish, Third, and Bone, and one of the most highly respected on the, on the group there for the film area. What you don't know is he's actually always liked two, but he's never said anything because he doesn't think that would work out. But um, the only reason you kind of find that out is he finds um, two digging in the pond, and he thinks two is committing suicide. He's going, why is two in the river? So he comes and quickly pulls two out. Um, what two had done was he'd thrown a bag of stuff that was his into the lake, and he was trying to drag it out. He wasn't being suicidal, but it didn't look good. So, And two can't figure out why the guy is so concerned about him, because he's going, this makes no sense, because I don't even really know this humanoid. I mean, no offense, he's just trying to figure it out. And then um, he does does um, take, uh, Byun takes two out to eat at this kind of off-the-wall restaurant, um, <clears throat> and um, two things it's weird because he goes, um, have you ever taken anyone else out to eat? And he thinks, you know, maybe it's like a friend thing. And he says, no, I don't take people out to eat. And that's kind of the one thing about Pyun is he really is kind of a loner. I mean, he's a respectable person. The girls all want him, which I think is kind of funny. But again, it's kind of like third. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go out and, yeah. So, you know, um, that is something that I think is admirable is that they're not messing around with other people. So... Um, but as it progresses, um, Two finds out that Piyun did like him, mainly because when he was, um, Piyun found out that Two was extremely, extremely sick. And so he rushes over with soup, medicine, and a bunch of illness paraphernalia, and Two's going, we don't even really talk. I see you, you know, up and down the faculty, but I really don't know why you're here. And the other thing is, Two is working through the night trying to get a deadline done for his um, client that he was working for. And um, Piyun finished all his work for him based on his previous work. He went in and saw what he'd already done so that Two could get some rest and get to feeling better. And then there's this interesting scene with this movie called Perks of Being a Wallflower, which, again, don't really see much American film. So just saying... Um, 
that film apparently had some characters in it, and um, they were talking about the conversation between two characters and a quote that they both liked. And so, to let Piyun borrow the perks of being a wallflower. But, um, as the story progresses, things are not going well with um, Third and Kai, because Kai is being an absolute Never mind, I'm not going to use the word, but you can put any interjection you like there and it would probably fit in pretty well. So anyway, um, the main thing is I think it would be easier if Third does care for Kai and because he does, it makes things really, really hard. So um, as it progresses, Kai figures out by accident that um, Chu posted a video of Facebook that was for him only to see on his uh, movie review channel about his relationship with Kai and how it was one-sided using the film Crazy Stupid Love, which again, haven't seen that one either, but kind of fits his topic. So Kai found that film or that um, vignette of um, Third. So he finally figured out what was going on with Third because he couldn't figure out, he thought maybe Third liked him. So he, he spent one day doing nice things with Third, like um, giving him a ride on the motorbike, taking him to the movies, um, getting him dinner. And he didn't see Third respond in a way that would have made him think he liked him, which I'm going, it's Third. Um, I don't mean it bad. Third's the kind of person that you're not really going to know where they stand on that because they're not going to want you to think they like them because they know that that would change everything and that would totally freak someone like Third out because they're not sure if Kai could be an honest person with them. Actually, they're pretty sure he couldn't be an honest person with him, to be quite honest. So anyway, after that, things have come to a crux with Third and Kai just being friends and interacting as people. Um, so he finds this video on Third's computer by accident after that has transpired, and he realizes that Third really did like him, and he's majorly screwed things up to the point that he doesn't think he and Third could ever be together because he has treated him so poorly through the years. So anyway, um, he decides at that point to do something even more stupid. I mean, I'm not sure where I'm going. You know, Kai, there's adding insult, and then there's adding insult to injury. And so he gets a woman to pretend to be his girlfriend, who he's going to have a long-standing relationship with, although he has no intention of being with her for a long time. And then um, he also kisses Kai when he thinks, when Kai, uh, he kisses um, third when um, third thinks Kai is drunk, and that completely throws things off for third, okay? So anyway, um, between those two things, their relationship goes from being bad to being even worse. I'm not really even sure why Kai thought that would resolve things and get third over him. I'm going, that's not the way to resolve things or get people over you and, yeah. So anyway, things get even worse between them. And then um, Kai actually does do something that's somewhat smart of him, I have to say. He goes and sees a friend that is outside of Bangkok to discuss this problem with him. And at that point, I think you can kind of see that I kind of get now why Third like Kai, because I'm going, up to that point, I'm going, there's no reason that Third should like this humanoid. I mean, I'm not trying to be what I'm going. I know he's popular. I know he has a sense of humor, but... Um, He's not very smart. He doesn't really seem to have any conviction or inner moho to do the right thing, mojo to do the right thing. So, you know, there's really nothing that you can see about Kai up to that point that really makes him a redeemable character because he's always looking out for himself. I mean, I'm not sure that is the main problem with Kai. So 
Um, there is a poignant scene before this where Kai's talking to Third, and, and Third says, well, why do you care about me when they're more than your girlfriend when you're having an argument with your girlfriend? He says, well, it's because you're my friend. And because you're my friend, you have my heart, whereas my girlfriend's go. And I'm going, that is the problem with Kai. He doesn't put his heart where he says his affections are. So that is the main problem with Kai. But the thing that I think redeems him and turns him around is he goes to see a friend who actually runs a bar on the beach. And the friend is there and he's talking to his friend. He says, you know, I really think... I really like this third, who I really didn't even think about as a, a person I was going to like, um, you know, etc. Um, plus, there would be stigmatism involved because they would be a gay couple coming out, and that would not be generally accepted even in Thailand, I would assume, um, much like in the U.S. So he says, you know, I've never been with a guy, this is, you know, third's third, he's been my friend for years, it's just, this has happened, and his friend says, well, you know, you're going to have to figure this out, but he says, the thing is, is he said, you know, he has a story he tells about how he liked this girl, but she wasn't any of his ideals that he had on his list, so he didn't pursue her, and she actually went back to her home country, and the reason that that guy had his bar on the beach was he kept hoping that one day, maybe, she would come back to the beach, and he'd be able to meet her and they could form a life and he said you know sometimes opportunities come and sometimes unfortunately those opportunities aren't repeated so you've got to decide what to do with the opportunity you're given so Kai decides to go back to Bangkok and pursue third now at this point I think this is what makes this movie or this series so um poignant even though it's a little silly and a little funny in parts it doesn't really have very many sound effects okay but it's mainly the four guys dealing with their idiocy in college i mean i'm not trying to be bad here but let's just be honest but i think that this, the point here is what kind of makes it more poignant is because kai comes back trying to win third over but what he doesn't realize he says he realizes, but I don't think he really gets, is that because he has broken down Third so many times over the years, Third can't really trust Kai. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad. It's just like Kai has, you know, treated Third really, really abominably. I'm not trying to be bad. There's really no better term for it. And so when Kai does come back and try to make her relationship, plus Kai is kind of like most guys. He's skirting around the entire issue. So Third's wondering, why is Kai being nice to me? Why did he bring me lunch with a snack? Um, why is he doing any of this? Is he want something? Is usually when he brings Kai, when Kai brings Third something as a gift, it's usually because he wants Third to do something for him. And he's like, what is Third um, third's left going, what is Kai what? I mean, this makes no sense to him. And so finally, it comes to this big blow up where um, Kai hits Piyun in the head because he thinks Piyun is two-timing third because third has been going out with Piyun to work on the screenplay. Nothing's happening relationship rise. They're just really good friends and it's it's a safe zone whereas Kai currently isn't because of the issue. So, and I do have to say Piyun's a pretty level-headed person so um, the whole issue that led to this hitting of Piyun though by Kai was 
Um, Kai saw him kissing a girl and couldn't figure out why he was two-timing third, so he decided to hit him because he was trying to get revenge for third being maltreated. What you don't find out is, I was trying to figure out why is Piyun hitting, why was Piyun kissing a girl because I'm going, he seemed to like two, but the reason was, was he was feeling terrible because he found out two was going to go with the girl he had the crush on from high school. Although kissing a girl was a really bad decision because you're feeling bad. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad. I'm just going, that's not why you have romantic entanglements with people. So anyway, but um, minor digression there. So anyway, he finally, third finally finds out what Kai is up to. And he's sitting there going, you know, Kai, you, you don't really have a long attention span. Um, this is not probably going to work. And so Kai then tries to proceed to have his life change around. He he actually, um, third comes over to his apartment and he goes, why are you rearranging everything? And he says, well, you told me that if my house was messy and if I rearrange it, then you can come over and watch movies. And see, I bought an anime from a friend and I thought you would like it because you like anime. He says, third says, Kai, you never watch anime in your entire life. Have you watched anime? And he says, yes, but I'm trying to watch it now because I know you like it. <laughs> and it is so funny. It's kind of like with Two and Wish. I mean, the dynamic of that relationship is kind of the dynamic of this one is, well, you've got someone who may be a terrible blunderer, but at least they're trying. I mean, you know, and I think that's kind of admirable in a really quirky way. And I think this probably is going to be my longest podcast, but this was a really long series. So, you know, with a lot of digressions here. So I think it was 12 episodes. Yeah, 12 episodes. So anyway, um, but anyway, as they progress, um, Wish, I'm not, sorry, not Wish, excuse me, Third, finally agrees to basically be his um, boyfriend for a time being, but not like as a couple, just like to see if this is going to work, like we'll go out to eat. And their first date where they go out to eat is absolutely, as I said in the other one about two and wish, bloody hilarious because um, Kai gets dressed up, um, Third comes and goes, why are you dressed up? wish or not sorry why are you dressed up um kai you know we've known each other for years and you never dress up to go to eat with me anywhere and he goes well i'm taking you out for dinner and so they go out for dinner um third had messaged bone and two that he was busy with work and so bone and two happened to be at the mall and they kept taking pictures as they're watching their two friends go to eat and then um they come in and they go oh so this was your busyness and so they sit down and holly and they're having this little text conversation about you guys were trying to be so secretive but weren't here are the pictures to prove it and then they send all their snapshots of them going to the restaurant um getting the food ready etc so that was hilarious um, as their relationship progresses, it seems to be going well. Then um, there is a problem with this woman named Ching Ching who decides to, out of nowhere, um, kiss Kai just because she's kind of a player. And um, third sees it and thinks that Kai is back to his player behavior. And I do have to understand here that I'm going, you know, what third saw really did look bad. I would hope that if someone was in a situation like that, they would sit there, they would not run from the building, they would go up to the situation and go, 
what the, 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 the are you doing? I mean, you know, you can put in whatever you want there. So anyway, I'm just saying, I would hope someone would do that because I'm going, you know, sometimes things happen and even though they look really bad, there might be an explanation for it. That's not what Third does. Third runs from the building, goes downstairs, has a guy kiss him just to make... Um, Kai feel bad, which Kai completely overreacts to, thinks third is going out on him. Um, they have a big brawl thing go on. Then um, third goes home with two to make sure he's okay, goes out to get him some food because he drank too much and needs to kind of sober up. And then as he's out, um, Kai comes in to try to explain that he did not do X. And then this is so typical guy and also something that I really kind of get as a person just in general, is Kai doesn't tell him what really happened because he knows that Third is upset. He knows that Third is completely, no offense, off the wall because he drank too much. And so he really just kind of clams up and is just like, I just want to discuss this with you. He ends up getting cut feet because um, Third threw a glass bottle at him because he was mad. And then he also, Third cut his hands. So, um... Two comes in, he sees both his fins have cuts and are bleeding and whatever, and and um, Kai is trying to calm Third down, which isn't really working well, and, and so two thinks that maybe Kai is trying to hurt Third, and, he, and Kai says, you know, if you'll just give me a moment, um, I will just want to talk to Third for a moment. So they sit there for a little bit, and, and Two goes out into the hall just to wait for his two friends to kind of work this out a little bit, because Two's kind of just sitting there going, I'm not sure what's going on. Kai probably just messed this up, but I'm going to let my two friends try to figure this out. And so they both get themselves bandages up after being cut. Um, they sit there for a little bit and Kai goes, you know, I'll go talk to you about this once we both calm down about it. Cause I'm going, and I'm going, I kind of get that. Even though Kai probably should have told him that he did not have the relationship with, I think it was Ching Ching. Um, it wasn't maybe the right time because third was upset, third was cut, third was bleeding, third was, you know, going through his mind of the last three years of Kai's behavior and thinking this is so typical of Kai. So, you know, between all those things, I kind of see why Kai didn't say anything. But the next scene was very poignant because they were supposed to go out on a big beach trip to go scout for new um, places that they could film a short film. And they promised that they all would go. Well, what happened was Kai went to the um, train after he had bought a bunch of snacks to give Third because he knew Third liked these snacks. But anyway, he's waiting at the train depot and they'd all promised they'd go. And they've always gone, you know, as a group. Well, what happened was Bone had something come up because the woman he liked didn't like him and was marrying somebody else and he was feeling bad about it. And so... He wasn't going to go, and then two stayed behind because he was going to take care of third because he was worried about his friend. So he knew third wasn't going to go for the train ride, and so he didn't text Kai to let him know he wasn't coming. Well, Kai's left thinking that his entire, basically, friend group has left him behind, and he spends the entire day and most of the night at the train station completely, you know, beside himself internally thinking, not only did I lose third, but Bone and Two are gone now too. And nobody texted him or messaged and his phone died while he was in the train station. So by about nine o'clock at night, third's going, third finds Bone and goes, why aren't you on the trip? And he said, well, I, I wasn't planning on going, so I just didn't. He said, well, didn't you text Kai? And then he realizes that Kai is probably 
you know, goodness knows, at the train station still trying to figure out why none of his friends showed up. So Third gets in his little vehicle, goes down to the train station, finds Kai, and also in this entire time frame, um, Two has also come and also explained that Ching Ching, the woman that caused all this trouble, has actually been thrown off of the team of music group for the soundtrack because of what she did and it was not appropriate so third does know that kai was not cheating on him and so he comes to the train station finds a very bedraggled um kai sitting there with a bunch of snacks for him and so um he takes kai um gives him a hug and lets him know that you know your friends weren't deserting you it was just an entire lack lack of communication and then he takes him home and they both kind of crash at his apartment and rest till they take the train the next morning so at this point we're kind of at the almost end of the show again very long podcast here but at this point we're at the near the end of the show at the um, beach Kai tries to have um, third be admit that they are a couple this does not go well mainly because Kai happened to meet his old girlfriend who he had the longest relationship with her name was Jam apparently and he can't even really treat her as a friend and third sitting there watching their interaction he's going I don't want to end up like Jam I mean and I I do get that point I mean everything that third thinks logically I can give except maybe he shouldn't have fallen for Kai in the first place but you know that's neither here nor there so anyway um he's sitting there and when Kai does ask him if he would consider being a couple he's sitting there going you know I don't want to lose you as a friend in addition to losing you as something else that would just not be a good thing for me especially after all the things we've been through as a group and I don't want to not have our group be able to be together because something happened and either one or both of us decided this wasn't going to work out and so he basically kind of quits that whole relationship and says you know you need to figure out what really love is and until you figure that out I don't see you really having a possibility basically with me as third or uh, anybody else you know and so he basically sets um, Kai on a new journey at the last part of the series where two had kept a list of everything that third hated about Kai because he watched the 10 things that I hate about you and made this list after watching this about what he hated about Kai and two kept it thinking that maybe at some point his friend would turn things around and at that point when he knew he could trust him he would give the list so that maybe Kai could improve on the things that third hated and they could be a couple but he wasn't going to give him the list until he saw that he had made marked change for the better so when he sees that you know he's trying to figure out how to make things better with third he sits there and goes you know I'm going to give you this list this is the seven things that third hates about you Kai and the list includes driving too fast so um, there is this hilarious scene where he drives a motorbike really really slow down the freeway with third just to prove that he can go slow um kai is impatient which is another thing that third hates so he waits in line for food when he normally can't wait to eat if it's after 12 it's a disaster because he has to eat at precisely 12 o'clock so he's trying to prove that he can be patient um he also has never been able to show that he feels guilty about his past relationships so he calls up every single girlfriend he's ever dated on the campus and meets them all and says he's sorry and allows them to slap him which is a very fun and long line of slapping i'm just saying 
So, anyway, after the slapping's done, and he's got an ice pack on his cheek, <laughs> he's sitting there with her, and he goes, and Third says, you know, I'm really glad that you've improved these traits, which were disastrous. I mean, whether you were in a relationship with me or not, but he says, even though you've improved your traits, he said, I don't think you can go forward because you will never be able to get number seven. And so you're looking around, you're going, what's number seven? He says, and number seven is he doesn't know how to love people at all. And so, um, you know, he's kind of at this problem where he's, he's resolved all his issues, but he's still got the major one on the horizon. And so I guess Kai's solution is to watch all these romantic movies to try to figure out what um, love is. And I'm going, you know, that's not going to show you what love is. But anyway, at the end of the day, um, Kai spends a week off of school trying to figure out what he needs to do to improve his relationship with third. And at the end of the day, there is this play that third did um, with his group at college called Likebrary about what do people like about each other that makes them want to be in a relationship. And so he's doing the final credits for that season. And as the final credits are going, everything turns dark in the, um, in the auditorium. As it turns dark, the light goes on to third and also on to Kai, who has a little billboard like in um, Love Actually, which I've never seen, but I'm guessing it's from that show. So anyway, and he basically says, you know, the reason I, I like being around you is because we have had really good experiences as friends. I like having you as my friend. And the main point is I would really like to grow old with you as something more than a friend. And that is what I think, in my opinion, um, love is. And I'm going, you know, that's kind of an interesting concept. It's kind of like in um, Together With Me when um, I think it is um, Knox says, you know, to me, love is having someone beside you. And I'm going, that's not really all that love is. But I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in the romantic side of things when really it's not all about that. In fact, very little of it in the successful marriages that I have seen, which I have seen very few, or successful relationships that I've seen, is really most of it isn't about the romance. It's about knowing that someone is there that you can depend on and that they can depend on you. And that is what makes the cohesiveness successful. And so at the end of the day, um, Third and Wish are together. Also, um, Piyun and Tu, which got together during the time at the beach because um, Piyun was going to leave the country because he couldn't stand not um, being around somebody who didn't want to be around him. And then um, Tu found out about it, but as a latch-stitch effort, Piyun had flown out to the um, island that they are, had taken a boat out to the island that they were at for their photo shoot to have one last talk with Tu. And at the end of that talk, um, they were sitting there, and, they said, and he said, you know... Um, he said, I really want your advice on, I like a person, but every time I try to be a, around them as a person that I like, um, it seems they move further away. And he says, well, you know, he said, the thing I don't like about the perks of being a wallflower is that the two lead characters end up separated because the one goes to another place to study. And they didn't even have a chance to be together before they were separated to know if it would work. And he said, are you talking about Procribune and Wallflower or are you talking about something else? He says, of course I'm talking about something else. So anyway, they work it all out. Um, Piyun decides he's not even going to go overseas just so he can be near two and they can maybe make that relationship work. Again, um, they're an interesting couple. Um, 
I really don't quite get why they ended up together, but you know, um, Pune's a pretty solid person, um, intellectually speaking. Um, two, he's a very he's very good at dealing with problems and just understanding people. So that side of him, I think, might be why Pune liked him. Also, I think the funny thing was when um, asked why Pune liked him, Pune said. I like the way he looks out from his camera. And I'm going, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I mean, no offense, but it's how he saw the world is why he liked too. And I'm going, you know, that's kind of a good reason to like someone, you know, not because of how they look or their appearance or whatever, but how do they see the world? That's what you like about them. That's what you appreciate. So, you know, I think that their relationship was strange, but, you know, if it worked, it worked. So anyway, so... At the end of the day, the last episode is about four years later at the final part of part four of the last episode. They've formed a company together and they actually won an award that was an international award for a, a short film they did called The Theory of Love based off of Kai's disastrous history until he met third. <laughs> and it wins the award. Also, at this point, you find out that even four years later, Tu and Piyun are still together because Piyun traveled with him overseas um, from Thailand to accept the award and just make sure he was there for him. And then also, Third and Kai are still together. Um, there is a hilarious scene at the end of it where they um, Third um, decides he's going to do another movie review, which he hasn't done since his graduation. He says, I really would like to do a movie review. He says, but he opens it with, Kai, do you know what day it is? And, he, and, and Kai, <laughs> bless his heart, he's sitting there going, well, um, is it an anniversary date of when we moved into the production facility? Is it uh, an uh, anniversary date of a milestone in our relationship? I mean, poor Kai, he's sitting there trying to draw straws and he goes, no, Kai, it is Thursday. This is the day when I normally do my movie review that I haven't done since college. He goes, oh, okay, I didn't miss anything monumental, basically. <laughs> and so they both sit down and do a movie review. And at the end of the movie review, the one Kai says, and, and the, the, the people are asking in the comments if, if you'll give me a kiss. And he goes, no, I'm not giving you a kiss on the air. And so <laughs> Kai hits a button, which is supposed to turn off the um, camera. But Kai was never good at hitting the stop record button on the camera, which third really should have thought that one through. And then they have a momentary romantical moment. And then third looks over at the um, computer and sees that the comments are going um, up in a volume and they're not even supposed to be in existence. And so he completely loses it while he's live on camera at Kai for this issue that Kai didn't turn off the camera. And so you have that whole um, disaster. And then Kai does shut off the camera and third is really angry at him. And he says, you can't be angry. We are off camera. He says, I'm going to get you. And basically they have this kind of wrestle romantic moment, which isn't really that romantical. As um, the camera is now off. And that is how the theory of love closes. But I think the thing I like most about this, and I know this is an almost 47-minute podcast. It probably will be when I'm done. But this was a really good show for dealing with how do you deal with um, both the misunderstanding and actually the understanding in a relationship when it goes absolutely to pot. And how can you maybe redeem the day on that? I really did like most of the characters in this movie. I also like that even though they made massive mistakes in their lives and made really bad decisions, 
they still managed to pull up and they went on to have relationships that were longer lasting and they weren't going to be making those same mistakes as they move forward in life with those relationships. And I think, you know, that is the point. Um, Life does have do-overs. And, you know, even people that seem like they really don't have much chance of turning things around sometimes can. And the catalyst for that can be any number of things. And I think that is kind of why I like this BL drama. Again, kind of was having a rough day with some stuff I'm dealing with. Not romantical at all in nature, just stuff. But um, one thing about Anna here on this podcast, I really don't deal with romantic stuff. It just doesn't, yeah, anyway, that's not my thing. So with this, I think, you know, it really helped me process some stuff I'm going through personally just with issues and relationships and how do you um, deal with things when they aren't quite okay and you're not quite sure how to repair them. You know, whether that's something that you've done, whether that's something the other party's done, whether it's just all a misunderstanding and you don't know how to get past the misunderstanding, which sounds weird but can really happen in stuff. I mean, things might be seeming to go great and then they're not and you're going, you really don't know what happened. You didn't really instigate anything. The other party didn't. It's just life happened and you're dealing with the effects both parties are. And you got to figure out how to resolve that. And this movie, I don't know why, I just had a gut feeling. You know how you get those sometimes and you're going, you just need to watch this. And it's like, I think that's why I need to watch this right now because I'm going, it kind of helped me reframe some stuff. It also made me feel better because, you know, I don't really see a lot of movies where people process like I do. I mean, I think that's why I like Asa Butterfield movies personally, because he's a brilliant actor, yes. But in most of his movies, I think a lot like he does, or his characters do. I mean, pretty much all of them, except maybe the one he did... Um, I can't think of the name right now, about the girl who was the um, girl who had cancer. But even his, like, um, the way that he tries to handle stuff, even in that is somewhat how I deal with stuff. But, um, yeah, I just think it was really nice to see someone like Third who does have trouble computing and explaining himself and dealing with um, both conflict or even just general day-to-day stuff and how you deal with that as a person. I also really loved parts of the character of Two and how he was just there. I mean, that was just, I mean, you know, despite all his faults with with a big F, okay, and a big S, because there were multiple faults with Two. And I also think he did end up in a relationship that seemed to work well for him, because I'm going, Piyun was a pretty straight person. I mean, as you know, logically speaking, centered, etc. And I think two would have added to that because two is really good at keeping things together and being there for people. And I think maybe that's why Pune liked him as well. And again, I think that's why I like BL dramas in the first place is because they discuss people who don't end up with someone just because of looks or status or that kind of thing. It's more about how are they going to build a life together. And I wish we could see that more in rom-coms. And anyone who has any rom-coms that they can drop in here, because I don't really watch much rom-coms because I've kind of given up on the whole genre. It, It really bugs me a lot of the time. So, I mean, you know, if you have some that are like that, I would definitely like to see those and we can review those. Again, you can send those to check it slash roundtable at gmail.com and we will definitely check those out, see if we can review them, etc. 
Because the thing is, is I think that is why the BL drama is popular. I mean, you got the whole fangirls, which I'm not even going to go there and try to explain those. I'm not trying to make the idiocy behind that that I see personally. But the thing that I think about the more serious ones, I mean, there was some silly parts in this, is the thing is, is why are you with somebody? Are you with them for good reasons or are you with them for bad reasons? And you should be with them for the long run. I mean, those those kind of topics, I think, are important. And that is, I think, why the BL drama has suddenly shown a rise, especially amongst women who are straight and somewhat intelligent. I mean, if you read the reviews, you'll know what I'm saying. Of course, you have the whole other side with women who are straight and just kind of silly, and we're not going to discuss that here. But I'm just saying, I think that's something that is worth considering, Um, Also, the ones that, like, I, like, personally don't have a lot of over-the-top romantic scenes. I'm not trying bad here. I'm just saying I'm not really into that. I don't like having to fast-forward to that kind of stuff. That's also another reason I don't like rom-coms. I figure if I can't really watch it with the kiddies or watch it with the teenager and we can discuss it, then I'm probably not going to watch it, with a few exceptions. Okay, there are a few movies that I'm going, you know, Lord of the Rings. I'd watch that, but again, have fast-forward button. Also, there's some um, other dramas I'm going, I'd watch that, but again, I'd have a fast-forward button. Or like the Malacca Beanfield War, for example. That's rated R for language, and I wouldn't have that around the kiddies, but it's a very good movie with very important topics, even though it was made like, I mean, it was made in the 80s, so that's a long time ago, but the topics are still um, important today, as most movies that are timeless are. So anyway, with that, I think I'm going to close because this is an almost hour-long podcast on the theory of love. But again, I think it is a very good piece of work. It's not for kids because of the comments that are made in some of the sexual innuendos. But if you had a 14-year-old to 16-year-old, you could definitely sit down and watch it. And again, I think it asks some very important questions about what people see in relationships and how they're going to relate to others in the relationship. Whether you're talking about a romantic relationship or not, but basically, I think the point of most relationships is to be there for people and also to help them to be a better person. Now, I know a lot of people do that for the romance side of things, but I also think it's also for, like, friends. Like, are you helping to improve them, or are you helping them to not be who they need to be? And that, I think, is why this movie was so good, or why this series was so good. And again, I will include the link in the description to the playlist with all the episodes, and I'm also going to include a link to the music video, because I really like the song that was um, from the original soundtrack to this. So I'm going to include all those links here probably in the next few days. I'll get all the, I I do the podcast and I update the other. And Bob is currently on sabbatical for a while because of her life. So that's going to be just done as we can do that. Um, Again, she will be back, but she's got some stuff with school and work, etc. that doesn't allow her to do the podcast right now. So with that, on and out. Check it at the round table. Bye.